Welcome back. I'm Julie Duffy, the host of Story A Day and your guide through this series about getting more productive, more creative and more fulfilled as a writer while building more ease into your life. In part one, I talked about what writing is and why we're so often frustrated and derailed and why we so often fail to do that thing we claim to want to do, which is writing. I showed you how it's a complex process requiring different skills on different days. And in part two, I walked you through this framework that I've developed over the years, working with writers in the Story A Day community and others that makes writing easy, not effortless, but definitely a lifestyle that you can adopt. It's been lovely to hear from so many of you and to have you share with, with such enthusiasm the things that worked for you and that stuck out for you through going through those lessons. And I can really feel how many of you are beginning to see how you can use the framework to pull you into the next stage of your writing life, whether that's writing more or writing better. Now, I realise that the framework can seem a little abstract. So today I wanted to walk you through exactly how I use it over a six week period to take writers who maybe weren't writing or weren't writing with as much confidence as they'd like and help them create a structure for their writing lives. I do this as part of the iWriter course that's coming up again soon, but if you're one of those super self-motivated people who can make a plan and carry it out, then here's the slide that shows you how I do everything during that course. I use this plan and I'm going to walk you through it today, week by week, so that you can get started building a writing life that you love right now. In week one, this week's all about writing. It's about getting that first draft done. Before we can do anything else, we have to focus on getting over the resistance to starting and finishing stories. That's why in this first week, I encourage people to gather as many story sparks as they can and use the story a day short story framework to plan a story that they can then draft. In week two, having written a short story, it's time to reflect on what's working and what you could improve, not just in the writing, but in your habits. This is a week for putting on your scientist hat and analysing things. In the course, I have people analyse someone else's short story to see why it works and then use that as a model to write a story of their own. This stage is all about taking the emotion out of the process and looking at things dispassionately. You can't draft dispassionately, but there are other parts of the writing life where you must be able to control your reactions. This is a week to practice that. Week three, now that you've done some freeform writing and some analysis, this is a great week to consciously improve one aspect of your writing. In the iWriter course, we do that by deep diving into flash fiction, uh, figuring out what makes it work. And by the end of this week, people are more confident that they know what's really required in a good flash fiction story and they can write one that sings. You might want to focus on a different type of skill that you want to improve. Just make sure you're doing it in a very conscious way and keep your focus narrow. And above all, implement what you're learning experiment, put it into practice, and if you can, share and get some feedback from someone that you trust. Week four, I call this triumph, and yes, I use triumph to make it fit in with the acronym better, but really, if you want to develop a long-term habit, celebrating your tiny triumphs every day is hugely important. 
If you don't believe me, you can look up academic and popular works by Jane McGonigal and BJ Fogg, who research this stuff for a living. This is a week to concentrate on building celebrations into your writing life as your habits take hold. In the course, we'll share ideas on this, and since we're thinking about behaviour already, we go through a workshop that focuses on our characters' behaviours. This week's writing assignments build on that, and we all know how important character is to storytelling. Without characters taking actions, there's no plot and no reason for the readers to care. Speaking of making readers care, it's very important to create engaging characters and situations in your stories, whether you skew dramatic or comedic in your writing. This week, I like to concentrate on building conflict into stories because conflict creates tension and ratchets up the emotion, and without emotion, your readers won't care. I also like to encourage people this week to find ways to engage with other people in the writing and reading community. Even the most introverted of us is still human, and humans are social animals. We like to read stories by people we know, like, and trust, so it's excellent practice to engage with others in the literary world, especially if you have any aspirations to share your work beyond your immediate circle of family and friends. Week six is all about repeat. Yes, you'll probably be writing for the rest of your life, but that doesn't mean it's just an endless grind of churning out new words. We have to build a rhythm into our writing lives, and sometimes that means coming up for air and looking around. What have we achieved recently? Where are we going next? What's our plan for the next part of the cycle, or the next season, or the next project? What can we repeat that went well last time, and what can we let go? In this final week of the iWriter course, I go back over some of the lessons we've learned in the course and provide worksheets to help writers plan for the next stage so that their progress doesn't come to a screeching halt at the end of the course. This is also the week where they get to pull out all their new skills and write that one story they've been waiting to write all along. So there you have it, the full plan for six weeks of structured progress in your writing. Now. I used to offer this course as a kind of study at home, download all the pieces and go at your own pace thing, and I heard nice comments from people about what they got out of this workshop or that lesson, but I got a strong sense that a lot of people weren't finishing my course, or weren't focused enough to make as much progress as I knew they could. So after some digging and some research, I realised that the thing that was tripping people up was a thing that always trips up creative people. Trying to motivate yourself to do the work alone just takes a lot of energy. Without deadlines and a group of people to apply a little gentle peer pressure, it's simply harder for most of us to make consistent progress in the creative arts. We use a lot of mental energy motivating ourselves, and then we feel exhausted before we get to the hard part. You know what I'm talking about, right? How many times have you managed to finish a story for a competition deadline when another story you want to work on is languishing on your hard drive and you just can't seem to get through the middle of it? Let me assure you, there's nothing wrong with you. Willpower takes effort. And effort drains your mental resources. It's why we love to take classes and go to workshops. When someone else puts the structure in place and all we have to do is turn up, it clears space for us to be creative. It reserves neurological resources for the work that we want to be doing. 
I talked to Nuri Shia from Singapore, who went through the most recent version of the iWriter course, and she hit the nail right on the head when she said, I was doing ad hoc writing. I didn't really have a structured approach in terms of how I was carrying out my writing process. Having that structure actually was very helpful, and having your acronym iWriter was great. It's a small thing, but it was really fantastic for me because I love bookends. And after she'd taken the course, she said it's funny because now it's more like if I don't write in a week, I feel really weird. So definitely it's been a huge plus for me to be able to get into that momentum. And she said it's all about the momentum. I also talked to Jeff from New Jersey and he said this past year I really wanted to dedicate more time to my writing and I said I think I need something that really allows me to explore writing in a more structured way. After taking the course and going through the iWriter process, he said, I actually have this desire to sit down and write every day and I'm confident that will always be there for me now. And I want that to always be there for you too. So even if you've tried to dedicate yourself to your writing before and couldn't figure out why it wasn't sticking, consider that you might have lacked the structure and support you needed. You don't have to do this alone. You're allowed to invest time and money in this thing that is so central to who you are and which gives you such a sense of fulfillment. I've shown you how to break down the complex and multifaceted thing that is writing into some of its component parts. I've taught you how to see them as separate types of tasks that can be pulled apart and that you can focus on one at a time so you don't get overwhelmed. I've shown you how you can build a structure to support your creative life without boxing yourself into any one tactic or way of working. You can use the components of the iWriter framework to make sure you're hitting every part of the writing practice in turn. Sometimes you'll spend more effort on one part of the framework than others, but if you're not making the progress you need, you now have a framework you can look at to see what you've been neglecting and to figure out what skills you need to work on to quickly step up to the next level. If you're like me, you're thinking that all of this sounds great, but you know it's hard to follow through on this kind of new model or practice alone. If you're like me, it's often easier to complete projects and assignments, even if they're things you really, really want to do when you know someone else is waiting for them. I've realized that it's simply how many of us work and there's no need for us to feel bad about it. We are what Gretchen Rubin calls obligers, in that we're much more likely to follow through on a thing if it feels like we're doing it for someone else. That's why so many of us love to take courses and classes. But the problem with taking random serial classes is that we learn lots of writing skills and tactics, but we don't practice the overall strategy. So we learn how to write, say, compelling characters, but we don't learn how to become writers. If this sounds familiar to you, I have some good news. Next time, I'm going to tell you about a way you can spend six weeks with me and a small group of writers working through this iWriter framework as part of a course. Yes, there will be classes and workshops that let you practice specific skills. And yes, you will come out the end of the process with 11 stories drafted. But more than that, you'll have spent the best part of two months learning how to be a writer and how to fit it into your everyday life. It's coming up soon. I know 
you're probably looking at the calendar and saying, but the next couple of months are so busy. But I want you to ask yourself realistically, when could you not say that? What are you waiting for? The first of the year? Your next birthday? Retirement? There's never going to be a time when the universe suddenly cooperates and makes it easy for you to become a writer. You have to go after it. And next time I'm going to invite you to do just that. But in the meantime, I would love to hear from you about what stories you've told yourself in the past about when would be the perfect time for you to pursue your writing. Does that still seem sensible? What's pulling you to make a commitment to your writing right now? And what do you stand to lose if you don't start now? Tell me in the comments and I'll see you back here next time with more details about the upcoming iWriter course. You won't want to miss it.